Film Marathon Podcast, a podcast where we talk about the best in film each and every week. I'm your host, Rob Carraher, and this week we are talking about the film Another Round. Another Round is currently the favorite to win Best International Film. Up to this point, it has struggled to win uh, these awards because Minari had been included in this category for a lot of these award shows. So uh, this is now it's time to shine. The film just uh, made it onto the Hulu streaming platform this week. And so it's going to be more widely available for audiences to be able to see. And I I think it's going to start to pick up a little bit of buzz as we get a little closer to Oscar night. Um, And because it was nominated, uh, we know that it is definitely in play. Uh, One of the things that is interesting about uh, the international film category is that up until really this year, it has been very difficult to see a lot of these, these international films. And it makes it hard for audiences to get over the idea of having to read subtitles when they are never presented with films that are from another country, that are made in another language. Um, the fact that Parasite won last year, I think, is starting to kind of break down that barrier a little bit. And as streaming services are becoming bigger, a bigger player in some of the uh, award um, business, we're going to start to see, I think, a little bit more um, in terms of international films being at play. I think it's kind of ridiculous that there's even a category for this. I know that, okay, I should kind of step back a little bit because I still think it is important that we are highlighting a lot of these films um, and that they are being recognized. And currently, because they are not being recognized uh, at the Oscars, um, there is probably a little bit of a necessity for this category. Uh, I think you can kind of go the same way with animated films because animated films generally aren't in play for a lot of the other awards. Um, and that that's, tends to be the case here with, uh, with international films. There's a little bit of crossover. And as you see, like last year with Parasite, having gotten nominated for uh, both Best Picture, which it ended up winning, and international film, um, there is starting to be a little bit more crossover. And so my hope is that we eventually get to a point where we no longer have to have this category because the Academy is recognizing the best films, regardless of what language they are filmed in. Um, And I think that that will help with accessibility a little bit and making sure that audiences are able to to see these films. I think right now, out of the five nominees, there's only one of the films that you cannot access for the time being. And I presume by the time that we get to Oscar night that that will be accessible, um, just because there's been a huge push for that. 
Um, and as I talked about last week, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to see this more and more where audiences will have an opportunity to see a lot of these, these movies. Uh, I know that there is kind of the sense that uh, the Academy, the Academy Awards are not a big, um, that they don't, they don't get a lot of viewers. And a lot of that is because Films just aren't accessible. Uh, and so if we can start to bring a lot of these more international films uh, into people's homes via Netflix, via Hulu, via all of these streaming services, uh, more of them are going to get seen and uh, we can start to recognize the best of film, not just the best of film in the English language. Um, so that's that's my little rant about the international film category. Um, when we come back from this break, we are going to discuss the film Another Round. about Another Round by Thomas Vintenberg, starring Mads Mikkelsen, who both of these these two people have uh, made another film together that was quite, um, quite well received back in 2012 uh, called The Hunt. I have not seen that film. Uh, it is one of those films that at the time... I had a hard time having getting access to it, and uh, I, I just never was able to see it, but it is critically acclaimed, and I do plan on watching that as soon as we get out of this award season and I'm finished watching a lot of these Oscar nominees, uh, because I, I did really, really like this, this film, Another Round, and uh, I'd love to see some of the other work that, that we get from from both of these these two uh this performer and director um so first of all i gave this film four out of five stars um i i was teetering a little bit and almost gave it four and a half but uh i feel like um there's still just a little bit that is lacking and it mostly comes down to the the film's screenplay, which is, I gotta say, quite unique. Uh, so the premise of this film is a, a school in Denmark where uh, four teachers, they decide that they're going to uh, take on a, trying this experiment um, that, that was... Uh, previously studied that if or that humans are born with a blood alcohol level that is about 0 0.05 lower than it should be and that if you are constantly have a blood alcohol blood alcohol level at 0 0.05 that it uh, 
makes your life more stress-free, more relaxed, more interesting. And so these four teachers decide they're going to go about their day and uh, they're going to experiment a little bit with this and um, hopefully write an essay on this topic. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very unique uh, concept. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I was reading as a, a little background information is that Denmark has one of the higher, um, specifically higher teenage alcohol uh, drinking rates in the entire world. Um, and that often leads to uh, this alcohol playing such a massive role in people's lives, even well into um, their adulthood. Uh, and this film, I think, does a really interesting job of um, making some comments about uh, the culture of drinking, um, how it plays such a role in uh, social situations, um, and how it plays a role in people's lives, um, and sometimes how the result of that is alcoholism. And... I don't, it, it clearly has some things to say on both sides of this issue. Um, and, and when the film uh, kind of plays out, I don't feel like it's trying to shove some agenda down your throat, um, which was interesting because it definitely felt as though it was headed in that direction. Um, but it, it doesn't insult your intelligence as a viewer in assuming that you can't make up your mind about how you feel uh, regarding uh, alcohol and the role that it plays in everyone's lives, um, whether you're a drinker or an, or you are not. Um, the the part though that is somewhat bothersome to me, I guess, is that it is a very far-fetched concept. Um, I could, cannot really fathom uh, anyone trying this uh, before at least this movie <laughs> was made. Um, and, and that makes it a little bit harder to believe and possibly even to buy into. Um, and and leaves the film, I guess, with a little bit more, or wanting a little bit more in terms of uh, being able to take something away from it. Um, but with that said, uh, it is very intriguing. Um, I, I was engaged throughout the entirety of the film. Um, it is almost two hours uh, and it definitely did not feel that way. It, it moves pretty quickly. Uh, you really become pretty engaged with these characters, specifically Martin played by Mads Mikkelsen. Um, and honestly, he probably should have been nominated for best actor for this film. Uh, there are a couple scenes in this um, where he doesn't have to say anything and just his, the way that he, he is pondering. Um, you can just tell how he feels uh, by the look on his face. And uh, I think about 
um, all of the nominees, and I feel like he probably should have been uh, in that group. Um, but once again, I think that the idea that uh, it is a foreign film, there's already probably a little bit of pushback, and uh, it makes it harder for him to gain that traction. Um, whatever the case is, this is one of my favorite uh, performances of the year, um, despite the fact that he did not get nominated. Um, the, uh, the rest of the cast is also very good, uh, and the, the film really relies on that balance and how each character kind of has their own separate personality. Um, and they all teach different things at the school. So they, you get to see kind of things interact, uh, their personalities interact with, um, the fact that they are slightly inebriated, um, throughout, throughout the entirety of their day. Uh, and it leads to kind of some humor, it leads to some anxiety, it leads to some sadness. You kind of get the range of full emotions throughout this entire film. One thing that is really interesting is that the director, Thomas Vin Vintenberg, was nominated for Best Director for this film. Despite the fact the film was not nominated for Best Picture, um, and the only other award that it was nominated for was best international film uh so that that makes it extra interesting to me that it happened uh that he happened to get nominated for best director it is a really really well-made film um it looks good uh there's some interesting cinematography uh it is well edited um and so i can't i can't necessarily disagree with the academy um I was maybe looking for something a little more flashy because of that. But I think the final sequence alone is very much worth... Uh, he, he was very worthy of this just based on that final the final sequence of the film. Um, because it is a co very complex in the way that it is constructed and making it all work um and it, it relies very heavily on this wonderful cast to, to pull it off uh in addition there is the music that is played throughout the film also kind of adds to to this experience in that uh, it doesn't have, I wouldn't say that it has a score that, that should be uh, considered absolutely, like that should be considered as a, a Oscar-nominated score. Um, but it pieces together some different songs uh, that are appropriately placed and play a role in uh, the emotion and the feeling of this, this movie. Um, and that I think that kind of goes goes back to what I was saying in my very first episode with Promising Young Woman, that Oscars the Oscars need to uh, have a category for uh, best soundtrack that awards a director and uh, these filmmakers for putting together a soundtrack that of material that isn't 
uh, necessarily original stuff, but is curated for um, for the film because that plays, in my opinion, just as big of a role often as a film score. I think that everyone who is willing to sit down and watch a film with subtitles should watch this film. If you can't appreciate being able to watch a film with subtitles, then you're not going to enjoy this. But honestly, it probably, kind of like Parasite, it probably is a uh, far more accessible film because the content allows for you to become heavily engaged. Uh, I've watched a handful of other foreign films uh, this year, and some of them are much slower. And I understand where you start to lose people when they have to read subtitles. Um, and I don't want that to be the case. I really, really love being able to experience a film in that way because it forces me to really focus on a lot of other aspects of the film. And after a little while, I don't even recognize that I'm really reading subtitles. Uh, I, I put subtitles on for every film that I watch uh, at home anyway, even if it is in the English language. So I've kind of trained myself to be um, reading as I am watching. And if you're somebody that doesn't uh, typically watch a film with subtitles, I would I would recommend putting it on for a lot of those English language films simply to kind of get your mind trained to be reading while you're watching. And then I think that it makes it easier to make that jump from English language films to our subtitled uh, foreign language films. Um, so overall, I, I like I said, I think that you should watch this. Um, and I haven't watched uh, three of the other international films, so I don't know that I can say with 100% certainty that this is the film that deserves to win Best International Film, but it is certainly worthy of being nominated, and it certainly is worthy of being in consideration for that award. I would not have even been upset if it was nominated for Best Picture um, because it is a well-crafted, well-constructed uh, film that uh, has a unique concept and it brings something new to the table that uh, we, we often do not get to see. So check it out. It is on Hulu. Um, and when we come back from this break, we are going to talk about my reactions to this past week's announcement of the Oscar nominations. So stick right there.
right, let's talk Oscar nominations. Uh, this past Monday, we uh, finally have arrived at the announcement of uh, what will be nominated for the Oscars in one of the longest Oscar seasons ever. Uh, we still have until the end of April before the actual award ceremony, and we're going to start to uh, see some of these guilds give out their awards, and we're going to get a feel for um, what is more than likely going to win on Oscar night. But until then, uh, we are left with uh, some time to just kind of chat about uh, what could be and uh, what was just a little bit surprising about what the Academy did um, and what uh, was maybe not so surprising. Overall, I think that the, the Academy did a pretty good job of nominating the right films. There are a few areas where it was definitely left out, um, but uh, or they left some films out that I thought were quite impressive that they probably should not have. Um, but they, as a whole, there were some pleasant surprises on uh, on the the morning of Oscar nomination announcements. Um, so first of all. Uh, for the category of Best Picture, uh, as a whole, uh, the it, it ended up being pretty much what I thought it might be. However, uh, I was a little bit surprised that they left out um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, I felt like that was pretty close to being a lock, and it did not get nominated for Best Picture. Uh, they also left out One Night Miami, which I had predicted that they would. Um, and they added in Judas and the Black Messiah and The Father. Now, I'm not surprised they put those two in, but the data didn't really give us anything in regard to understanding uh, that they were going to go in that direction. And the reason being is that this award season has been so unique. You had uh, a very late uh, entrance for Judas and the Black Messiah, um, and the same thing with the father. Uh, the father still cannot, the, the average moviegoer still is not able to see that film. It doesn't come out until uh, March 26th, and um, so that's really kind of a late a late player um, and that made it very difficult to predict whether or not uh, the Academy was going to go for for both of those films and they did they they actually came on pretty strong with both of them um, not only did they get nominated for uh, best picture but Judas and the Black Messiah ended up getting two nominations in the Best Supporting Actor category, um, one for Daniel Kaluuya, which we expected, but then they also nominated the lead actor in this category, which is kind of funky um, because it seems like it clearly was a film that should have been about uh, Fred Hampton, the Daniel Kaluuya character, 
um, but he's not really the lead the lead character in the film, so that's the reason that they ran Daniel Kaluuya in that category rather than the lead one. Um, but Lakeith Stanfield, he just didn't stand out as being the lead actor, and enough people liked his performance that he got included in the best supporting category. Um, and so that was, I, I think for a lot of people, it was a pleasant surprise, but it was kind of a, a shock because that's not where they had com campaigned for Lakeith Stanfield um, for this film. Um, in that category also, one of the more pleasant surprises was uh, Paul Racy, who got nominated for Sound of Metal. If Daniel Kaluuya wasn't uh, in this category, as I think he probably also should have been in the lead category because I think they had kind of dueling leads. Um, but if Daniel Kaluuya wasn't in this category, uh, my pick for who should win this would be Paul Racy because uh, his performance in Sound of Metal is fantastic um, and it is uh, award-worthy. Uh, seeing that film simply for that performance is worthwhile um but to kind of build on where uh judas and the black messiah got some awards that i wasn't expecting it got a screen a screenplay nomination um it also ended up sneaking in for cinematography which the cinematography in that film is probably one of its uh greatest strengths um but uh i wasn't so sure it was going to get in and it did uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and so it, it, it played very well. And uh, it, the fact that it, it probably, it, I mean, it's not going to win Best Picture, but uh, the Academy definitely came through. And I think that we just didn't see a lot of that reflection um, as the... Uh, earlier awards were being given out or they've been, the nominations were, were made um, because not a lot of people had seen it at that point. And now more people have seen it. Um, more people are going to continue to see it. Uh, and I, I would be very, very, very shocked if it ended up winning best picture, but because of kind of the late push, it's the sort of film that could come in and shock um, simply because uh, we just don't, we're not going to have enough, um, enough data to predict that. Because um, it's not going to win a bunch of the precursors since, since it wasn't included. Um, so I find that very interesting. The Father's kind of the same way. Um, once again, don't think it's going to win Best Picture. Uh, but I haven't seen the film yet, so maybe, maybe it's really, really good, and it is worthy of it. I, I have heard good things about it, um, but that uh, that would be very, very surprising if that film comes in and wins Best Picture. It did get a uh, writing nomination as well, um, and then, of course, it got uh, a couple acting nominations, um, one for uh, Best Actor with An Anthony Hopkins and one for uh, Best Supporting Actress for Olivia Colman. Um, so both of those films are uh, 
ended up being pretty well represented. And it kind of shows that they are worthy of being in discussion for Best Picture. But the big winner was Mank, as expected. It uh, ended up with quite a few nominations. Um, Minari did very well. Uh, Nomadland did very well. Promising Young Woman did very well. Sound of Metal did very well. Um, so all of our Best Picture in, in the Trial of Chicago 7 also did quite well. Um, more so than almost any other year that I can remember, the Academy really spread the love. And uh, that that is kind of impressive. Generally, they, they like to nominate a film for a bunch of stuff. Um, and then there's a few films that have like three, four, sometimes five nominations. But there were a lot of films that got six nominations. Um, so it's very well, they're very well represented kind of across the board. And uh, it should make for a pretty interesting uh, next month as we start to uncover what uh, films are going to end up winning awards. Maybe more so than almost any other year, there are seems to be more question marks headed into this season than ever before. Um, specifically with Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress, uh, generally you have a pretty good idea. And um, I can make some, some guesses about what direction they're going to go in, but I am not confident at all in, in either of those categories. I am an actor. Chadwick Boseman is going to win. Um, Daniel Kaluuya almost certainly will win in Best Supporting Actor, but it is interesting that uh, they they had nominated Lakeith Stanfield, and I think there's some worry that he is going to siphon off some of that support. Um, I don't think it's going to happen that way, but uh, it, it doesn't hurt to at least uh, talk about it because um, anytime that two actors from the same film are nominated in the same category, that, that is a concern. Uh, one of the big snubs that, uh, I wasn't that upset about, but I know some people were, was in the documentary category where, uh, the, um, my name, or, or Dick Johnson is dead did not end up getting nominated. That was going to be one of the favorites to maybe win that category, and it didn't get a nomination. Um, so now, that that opens things up a little bit. Uh, my One of my favorites, the Octopus Teacher, did get in. Uh, I don't think it's going to end up winning the documentary feature, but you never know. Uh, Netflix might run a really great campaign for it, and uh, they, they may end up may end up getting enough love because it is a really kind of feel it hits you in the <laughs> the feelings and uh, that might connect with a lot of voters um, but we're going to find out uh, they also had Crip Camp in that that category that did get nominated and that is produced by Barack Obama's production company um, and they won last year so that also could be a player but my, my gut tells me it's probably going to be time. I didn't care for time. I didn't think it was the most well-constructed documentary, even though the concept was very interesting. 
Um, and I think that, uh, but I think that that's probably now the new favorite to win that category. Um, some of the shorts, I was a little surprised in the fact that they didn't nominate Out, which is a Disney short. Instead, they nominated Burrow, uh, which would have been the short they played prior to Soul uh, if it was played in the theater, but they just added it onto their streaming service. Um, but I thought Out was probably the odds-on favorite to win this category, and they didn't even nominate it. Um, so that was a little bit surprising. Uh, the Speed Cubers wasn't nominated in the documentary category, or the short documentary category. And uh, I thought it was a really great film. I thought it might play really well to the Academy. Um, and they, they didn't nominate it. So I don't know what's going to end up winning in that category. Um, I'm, I still have to see a lot of those shorts, uh, and I think I'll probably have a little bit better idea when, when we get a little closer, uh, to, to the time of, of Oscar night, uh, what I think may win in that category. Now, in terms of how I did in predicting these, there were, there were 118 nominees, and I correctly guessed 93 out of the 118. I'm pretty proud of that. I think it's a pretty good number. Um, it's really, really difficult to predict uh, that many categories with that many nominees and be pretty spot on. Um, I did include alternates. Uh, just with the idea that it is hard to predict. And had uh, I traded it in some alternates, I would have gotten 99 out of the 118, which is over 80% correct, um, which also I think is a pretty impressive number. Uh, I'm going to continue to try to get better at this. And I think maybe even in a more regular year, uh, where it is a little easier to predict based upon data that I will see that number rise rather significantly. Um, I take pride in that. I, I want to feel like I am putting in the research that will then prove uh, that certain films are more likely to get nominated than other films. Um, and so that's something over the next year that I am going to be tweaking to try to make it uh, work um, a little bit better. And uh, I can't wait to see kind of how that, that ends up playing out. But overall, I think that it did a pretty good job. I, I hit a handful of categories 100% um, right. And that that kind of proves just how, maybe, maybe it just proves how predictable <laughs> this year was. But uh, it, it also just might prove how this system ends up working. So I hit uh, six out of the eight best picture, four out of the five best director, five out of five for best actress, five out of five for best actor, five out of five for best supporting actress. Only three out of five in Best Supporting Actor. I did not think that the Academy was going to go for Paul Racy, so that was a. I was glad to miss that one. 
Um, and then the Lakeith Stanfield nomination came completely out of nowhere. So that was nearly impossible to project because he wasn't being campaigned in that category. I got three out of five in best adapted screenplay. Um, and I got uh, four out of five in best original screenplay. I got four out of five in best cinematography, four out of five in best costume design, four out of five in best film editing, five out of five in best makeup and hairstyling, four out of five in best production design, four out of five in best score, five out of five for best song, four out of five for best sound, four out of five for best visual effects. Three out of five for best animated feature. Uh, I ended up going with the wrong Netflix film. Uh, the Willoughby's was the one I went with, and it was Over the Moon. Um, and then they decided to not go with The Croods, and instead they went with uh, Shaun the Sheep. Um, I got three out of five in the documentary feature. Uh, I had Dick. Johnson is dead in there, and that didn't end up getting in. Um, and then I also didn't have Collective in there. Um, and Collective ended up getting nominated in that category. Best International Film, always very difficult. Uh, I got three out of five there. Uh, best Animated Short, I got four out of five. Best Documentary Short, got three out of five. And Best Live Action, I got four out of five. So I got a lot of four out of fives. Um, and that, that's pretty good. Um, it shows that there's some consistency, uh, and maybe I would have gotten some more five out of fives in a, a typical Oscar year. Um, so that's kind of my, my wrap up of the Oscar nominations. And I am, I am hopeful that I will hit the winners with a little bit more accuracy. I am working through uh, trying to see all of the Oscar-nominated films before Oscar night, and I think that will help me out a little bit in picking some of these winners. Um, also, with the guilds announcing their awards here in the next coming weeks, that's going to help a little bit to uh, really focus the, the field. Um, and so... I'm really excited to see to see how everything plays out. Um, before we go, I want to just run down the events that are coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, next week on March 26th, I will be reviewing the film Pieces of a Woman, a uh, Netflix film. So if you want to watch that, you can watch it on Netflix. The following week, I will be reviewing The Father. Uh, by that point in time, it will have been released uh, to the general public. The week after that, I will be watching Hillbilly Elegy and reviewing that film. So that is on April 9th. Uh, the, that is one of those films that uh, didn't get great reviews, but um, Glenn Close did get nominated, and I think that there is an outside chance she ends up winning simply because she is, uh, it's a long time coming. So I want to watch that film and review that with the idea that she may in, end up winning that, that award. Um, and then on April 16th, I will be doing a review of all of the Oscar shorts. 
And then on April 23rd, I will be having my Oscars show. That will be my predictions for the winners, as well as I will be revealing my favorite films of the year, whether they are nominated for uh, Academy Awards or not. I am going to be sharing what I think is the best in each of these categories, and uh, it's going to be a big old celebration. Um, so I'm looking forward to the next month here as we get closer and closer to Oscar Sunday. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And until then, have a great week.